Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. All right, lovelies, buckle up for today. <laughs> For today's episode, Kate and I are super passionate about what we're about to share with you. Episode 153, beware this relationship dynamic. I feel like this should have been a Halloween episode. (laughs) Oh, that would have been a good Halloween episode. (laughs) Well, going into the holidays, going into the new year, when all of you are either in the relationship or you're dating, we really, this, this is like a big warning Um, And it, of course, is like the undercurrent of the podcast, but also both Kate and I have been focusing on your individual patterns, but the recognition of what happens when you end up with this type of man and then end up in this type of dynamic, this is our warning to you. And both of us have experience with clients having this dynamic. I have this dynamic, AKA the men that I used to seek were always older. (laughs) Wink, wink. Maybe you can tell where we're going with this, but we're just starting to see this more and more with women who are caring about growing, caring about being great. Like women falling in love with themselves and wanting to have big, bold, beautiful lives. And the number one thing that you need to be aware of is the man who doesn't want you to shine, who doesn't want you to grow, who is so insecure that he needs to keep you small in order to keep himself comfortable and safe and beware the man who has control over what you do and do not do. That's not love, babes. That is not love. And in many ways, we've actually been taught that that's love. Like, oh, someone really, really loves me if they want to be around me all the time and they want to do everything with me rather than a relationship needs room to breathe, right? Two people who are breathing life into their own individual lives and then come home and breathe life back into each other. I know for me, I would say that with my last relationship, he didn't really like stunt my growth because we were like into growth together. He more was like, I don't want to be in relationship, (laughs) but I will say I like never could breathe. Like I could never relax in that relationship. And so that's another sign that, you know, but that's what you need to be aware of. And I'm sure we'll talk now about like the subtle ways that you are dating this type of person, or you're already in relationship with this person. Yes. It's so common because really when our wounds are at the wheel, when our, when you're like that wounded little girl inside is, is driving your relationships and your dating life, essentially she's looking for a dad. She's looking for some, and really that's what fairy tales teach us. It's like, 
okay, you're going to be rescued. A man's going to save you. And even like, think about the dysfunction in um, wedding culture that still happens and that is glorified as romantic. Oh, my dad walked me down the aisle. Oh, he asked my father, my hand in marriage. That's because you used to be property of your father. And then you are property of this man and you had no rights whatsoever. And so that's actually where that these traditions stem from. It actually wasn't romantic at all. And we've glorified and romanticized these things. And so what happens is that young girl inside of you who watched, you know, rom-coms and, and sweet love songs and cried her in her, into her pillow every night saying, I just want a prince to rescue me. That part of you is looking for a parent. That part of you is looking to be saved and rescued on some level, whether you know it or not. And for a woman to end up in a dynamic with a man who is controlling um, or who doesn't, you know, and it, it can happen in really subtle and really obvious yes. ways, you know, like it's not always obvious. And I think that's the, that's where it gets really confusing. Cause I've worked with a lot of women who they finally leave because they realize they're in this really toxic relational dynamic with a man who doesn't let them do anything. I remember one of my clients was dating someone who got angry every time he saw her connect with other people and was like, you're flirting, you're hitting on them. You're and, and that's actually who she is. Her personality is a lot like mine, like very full of life, bright, loving, like loves people, loves to be around people. And constantly that was like, that was bad. So then he became her dad and she was a little girl and she had dimmed her lights so much before we met and didn't even, and I mean, that was an obvious one, And she, but she didn't even fully, she knew something was really off, but she didn't even fully see it yet because um, she needed someone to be in it with her and supporting her through that. But there's also more subtle ways that men do this. And for men, it's a control thing. It's patriarchy. This is what we've been conditioned into. And for a woman, like if you are a self-sacrificer and a shapeshifter, that those are the saboteur archetypes that play out for this one. But if you are a woman who puts other people first, who feels responsible for other people's needs, who wants to make people happy, who wants to be liked and accepted by everyone, who wants to, um, who just is really caring, is the it's like the shadow side of being a really caring person. That's, those are the types of women who get into relational dynamics like this, where it's like, okay, you're uncomfortable with me flirting and being happy. And I used to experience this in relationships when I was younger too, because I'm flirty, not in a sexual, like inappropriate way. I'm flirty with, I walk through the world with my heart open. So I've definitely experienced boyfriends like that too, who wanted to shut that part of me down. And now at the place in my life I am, I would never be with someone if they were uncomfortable with that. Like a man wouldn't be a lined partner for me if they were uncomfortable with me being who I am. And I'm thinking about how so many women, like, and we've done episodes about this, right? That I'm afraid to be, right? I'm afraid to be too much. I'm afraid to be too bold. I'm afraid to be too powerful. I'm afraid, afraid to be too intimidating, right? We totally did an episode on that. If you've been getting that feedback, please go listen to that episode. That's actually what sets up this dynamic too, right? So I love that statement of, I wouldn't be with someone who didn't celebrate who I am. And all day, every day, women go on dates with men who don't fucking celebrate who they are. Right. All day women go on dates thinking that there's someone they're supposed to be in order to get a man's attention rather than the secret is you will not end up in this dynamic. And this is not just about loving yourself, right? You self-love is the best protection there is, but you will not end up in this dynamic if you one have boundaries 
And two, are committed to living the fullest, most magical and beautiful life. And then what is more attractive than a woman who's obsessed with her life and powerful and walking through the world with her heart open, magnetizing men who are not insecure about that. Mm -hmm. And the control of a man saying like, I'm uncomfortable with you flirting or I'm doing this. Let's, let's do this for a second about what codependency is actually about. Codependency is about managing everything outside of you in order to feel a certain way. It is dependency on, I need my partner to behave a certain way in order for me to be okay. I need things to go a certain way in my life in order for me to be okay. This was me. This was the first feedback I ever got actually at my first personal development workshop. I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. One of the leaders after our, there was like an exercise we did. And one of the leaders came up to me and he just said, Catherine, you need other people to behave a certain way in order for you to be okay. I had no accountability to my own emotions, none. And when a man is saying to you, I don't like that you flirt. I don't like that you go to personal development workshops. I don't like that you wear that. He's saying, I need you to behave a certain way in order to manage how I feel. There, You want to talk about how fast passion gets sucked out of that relationship. You wonder why people stop having sex. You wonder why you start being unhappy because that's suffocating. If you are managing each other, and this is what most people know, they mostly only know codependent dynamics. And this is the other side of dating, right? I mentioned this on the um, two weeks ago on the episode that if your emotions are dependent around what's happening in your dating life, that's codependency. Emotional mastery, what healing and consciousness gives you is I don't need anything outside of me to be different in order for me to be okay, in order for me to be at home in myself and trust myself and manage myself and take care of myself. And I sure as hell would never go on a date with someone who tells me what to do. Tells me how to dress, who I can hang out with, what I can do or not do. And if you allow yourself to be yourself and be in your power in your light, you can't help but attract someone who actually wants to support that. Like th- that's the magic of how it works. And I let you, oh, you said it a lot in the two weeks ago about the self-fulfilling prophecy, right? And that's the magic of women getting accountable is if I show up on a date pretending to be someone I'm not, I am going to end up in this dynamic because now I'm going to manage who I am in order to make the other person feel comfortable. And this is big work, right? Both of us have long-term coaching programs. Like this, this is not just like, oh, I can flip a switch and turn off this pattern, but we want you to be in relationships that thrive. And the only kind of relationship that can thrive is a relationship where each person is free to be themselves, free to be great, right? And actually supportive of one another's greatness. I just mm-hmm. did a um, like an ask me anything on Instagram. And the amount of questions that I get about like, well, if he, I don't like X about him, will this change? I mean, people are asking me this loves. How about don't date someone you don't accept? How, how yes. about that? Like if yeah. you want someone to accept you, don't end up continuing to date someone that you want to change. That's not love. The secret over and over and over again is be the truest version of you. And that is going to magnetize all the right alignment opportunities, the right friends and the right dates for you. And this is a, this dynamic of control and the dynamic of you being small is really, really dangerous. And the vulnerability is 
and I've seen this with many couples, a lot of times in it, you actually could have a healthy relationship, but the woman is so afraid of asking for anything that she wants. So she tells herself she can't shine in the relationship. So mm-hmm. beware of that too. Beware of never, never actually giving your partner a chance because you're too afraid to take a stand that says, I want us to go to couples therapy together. I want us to go to a workshop together. I want to attend this retreat in Greece. I, I want to take a trip by myself. If you don't ever take a stand for your desires, who do you think is going to? Yeah. No one. It's up to you. Totally. I love that. And as you were talking, I was imagining another big way that this happens is sugar daddies. Mm-hmm. Women who want a man with money, the man with money will always be your father and not a good father, yeah. a controlling, manipulative father. If if you are if 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 you are dependent on a man financially, I remember we did that episode with Rochelle, a man yeah. is not a financial plan. If you are dependent on a financial on a man financially, you will never be in your power. Never. And you know, never. even, even women I've worked with who have children and they stay at their stay at home parents, still, they are not in their power, even though they actually, my friend just told me interesting, my friend who studied patriarchy very deep. Uh, there's been studies done about how much, uh, if a, if a mother were to get paid for her job, like, so if the man's the provider and the woman's staying at home with the family, she were to get paid for that job. It's a minimum 250,000 a year, which I think is less than, you know, when you calculate 365 days a year, never get a day off, never get a break. You're in that you understand the significance of being a mother, it's the hardest job in the world. It's super undervalued and underpaid, not paid at all. And it it is so freaking massive. And even those women who are at home doing this job where they should be making at least 250K a year um, doing this job, they still don't feel like it's their own money. Like their husband's making the money. So there's still a perception that he is in control of their choices and their their ability to put themselves first and to actually honor themselves. So like it's a slippery slope money. That is one of the biggest fantasies that so many women still have. Like I just want a man with money so I can have a good life, babe build a fucking good life. You can do it on your own. I never believed I could before when my saboteur was running the show and I was, you know, had my wounds at the wheel and all of that. Like I didn't think I had it in me to have, I never believed I could have my own business. Like that was not even remotely a possibility on my radar. So like, no matter how much you, you, a part of you might not believe in yourself right now, you have the capacity to build a life you love, to have success, to feel good about your body, to feel good inside your heart to feel fulfilled and nourished by all your relationships in your life so that you are not vulnerable when you go on dates to a man who can just subtly and not so subtly control you. And sometimes it can like be men who seem like the most loving partners, but they're subtly controlling you in different ways. And you can't, you feel like you can't fully be who you are in this world. You get to be who you are. I even feel that like, for me, like I, I attract, I mean, my road dynamic with Jeff, he had a little bit of dad energy and, and it wasn't like controlling in a mean way. He's the best guy ever. I love Jeff deeply. It's, it's because my dynamic in relationship would be like, okay, there's a man get a bit smaller and be cute. Like, not that I was doing it on purpose, but there was a part of me that was automatically shrinking myself and being that sweet sugar and spice and everything nice to flirt with a guy to get a guy's attention instead of being in the sovereign queen. Granted, when I met Jeff, I wasn't fully there yet. And I think it's, you know, an ongoing evolution, but 
when I date from a place of being fully in the sovereign queen and I don't, and I can even see the part of me still wanting to get small and be cute. And this is like, I catch myself and I take a breath and I feel my feet on the ground and I do some of my practices to get into my body and out of my head so I can remember who I am and date from that place. Because you, how you are dating someone in the beginning and how you are showing up in the beginning is what determines where the relationship goes. And, and, and if you are small in the beginning and you're the nice girl. Remember that book, Why Men Love Bitches? We talked about one episode. It's like the the nice girl is the one who's setting up to either be the mom or the daughter of, of the guy. Like it's, it's setting up a codependent parent-child dynamic right from the beginning. And that's what's mostly happening for people. I mean, yes. don't get me started because now being a mother, I can see I've had to be very conscious about the way our dynamic plays out with how we take care of the baby, how we take care of the house, right? Like it's, it was a huge change and it's required so many conversations. And I've, I've cried myself to sleep about the women who all over the world are afraid to say anything, right? The women who are afraid to say, I need more help, (laughs) you know, like, or, or I need you to, you know, I'm like thinking about how many men get to go play golf on the weekends for five hours, Mm -hmm. but then she never gets a five hour break. So I want to make a little plug. If you are in this dynamic with kids, there's an Epic book called fair play. Mm. Um, that is a must read for how to have these conversations. If you're taking care of children together, but you know, this, this place of like, I I'm going to end with the being willing, a relationship needs to be a safe place to land and a place to fly from. And like that, that's the statement. And if you don't challenge it in any way, right. If you don't bring up certain things when you're dating that are important to you, if you don't reveal all of who you are and you keep parts of you hidden, it's going to be a lot of work to change that down the line. Like, I love that you just said it, like how the relationship starts is how the relationship's going to go. So you have to be the vulnerable, open-hearted person that you want to be in relationship from date one. And the people that are right for you are going to stay. And the people that are not are going to leave. And it's no freaking big deal. And every day I'm getting messages from my clients celebrating the kind of relationship that they're in, right? There, It's not like, like there are men that exist out here, loves. Like I'm sick of that. Stop telling yourself that bullshit of where are those men? There aren't any men like that. There actually are plenty of them. You might just not be a match for it yet because you're in that negative story. And if you don't believe it, you won't see it. And so, so important, you know, thanks for your vulnerability about the, like not always believing in yourself to start a business. Cause I will say my parents, um, I see, I think about this now with Madeline, my parents would always say shit to me about what, like what I wanted to be when I grew up. And depending on what my answer was, they would say, well, that doesn't make a lot of money. So if you didn't have parents believing in you, supporting you and showing that you can do anything. And then you grew up in patriarchal culture. I mean, Mm. we're just like fucked. (laughs) Right. And so this is a plug for be around women, like be with friends first, even if you're triggered as fuck by the woman who's being bold and successful and living her life to the fullest, hang out with her so that you can learn how to believe it too. Because it's not just only in your romantic dynamic. Maybe your friends keep you small, right? Maybe your friends are all engaging in these really toxic dating behaviors. And then you wonder why nothing's working out for you, right? We can, we've can we said this 5,000 times, right? You become like the five people you spend the most time with. And 
the person you choose to be in relationship with that you maybe go to bed next to every single night and spend all day with, that's going to have a tremendous impact on your life. So I just am grateful that I ended up with really powerful friends and and mentors and, and people who believed in me. I mean, I hired a coach once. Um, I hired Amanda Renee. I'll give a plug for her because I worked oh. with her for two freaking years. Um, and I hired Amanda Renee because I said, I need someone to believe in me the way that you believe in people. Like I watched that that was like one of her gifts, you know, and then what you and I have when we're talking about our businesses, when we're not recording, right? Believing in each other, supporting each other. Everybody needs that. And your partner must be that yes. for you. And if they are not, what are you doing? Yes. What are yeah. you doing? Yes. If they're afraid That's of your for success, me. if they're afraid of you going out on your own, if they're afraid of it, you like, and, 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 you know, values matter so much, which we talk about in a lot of episodes, but there's like, if your values don't align, like if you are here to live out a big purpose and your partner is not, and they don't get yours and they're like, you travel too much. You do this too much. I, I like, if ever there, there's that needy energy, it's like what it feels like is the crab in the bucket, one crab in a bucket, it escapes. Mm. You put more than one crab in a crab in a bucket. They pull each other back in. And that needy energy of like, no, wait, I don't want you to travel because I want you to be with me. No, I don't. If either of you are being small, this relationship, this dynamic in the relationship is not serving you. And you can shift a dynamic even within it by you not not um, changing who you are and where you're going to make the other person more comfortable. Because what it's actually doing is enabling them to stay yes. small too. Like it's not actually serving the other person by you saying staying small, but that little kid inside and your saboteur in cahoots are going to like tell you that this is going to make them feel better. So you have to stay small. And actually it's going to set you both free when you're willing to stand in your power and follow your truth and honor yourself and not stay small to keep the relationship safe. Um, Cause that is such a trap. And I was thinking like, um, you know, if you get attached when you're dating really early, it's the fairy tale, it's the fantasy rather than saying, okay, actually this person doesn't accept all of who I am. So it's not aligned for me. And you get to be picky as fun and picky. Isn't the right word. Cause picky is more of like an ego word, judgmental word, but you get to be um, selective, discerning, selective, discerning, attuned to your inner world and what feels expansive and supportive. And, and, and I love that you brought in friendship because the more healthy friendships you have that, that support you growing into all of who, who you were born to be, the more you'll get used to that energy. So going on dates, like if I'm on a date with a guy who doesn't hold me in the highest regard, like all my friends do, it's going to be like, ew, this isn't going to last long, boring. And it's, yeah, it's just a no. And so like break free from looking for validation from men, trying to get something from them, trying to get the relationship to feel better about yourself just start to feel better about yourself by getting to know your own soul and devoting yourself to your own experience so that you are not looking for someone else to validate your existence or your worth. You are worthy just because you are, and your soul is so unique and you have so much inside of you to express. So come home to yourself and stop looking for validation outside of yourself. This relational dynamic is the patriarchy. And I say, let's end with down with the fucking patriarchy. One woman at a time, shining her light mm -hmm. as bright as can be. How fucking bright will the world be? How much will the world change from that place? And from that place, we get to have the healthiest, most thriving relationships. So a freaking men. And you a get in the, the classic Marianne Williamson, right? Like when you shine, you give other people permission to yes. do the same. So you lead your friend group. 
you know, you lead just because maybe you don't have children, but children are still watching you when you walk down the street. You know, the children that are in your life are watching how you behave. We have impact on the world and you are so worthy, more than enough, so beautiful, so special, and you get to have exactly what you want, but it starts with you claiming it. So Beautiful. share this. To every Everybody needs to hear it. You know it. Thank you for loving the new truth. We love you. See you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.